name is Inigo Montoya. Hello, Marion. Indiana Jones. Hello. Use the false loop. What's your job, Marlo? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And all forms the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd and Me podcast. Mr. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're going back to the 80s, and we're talking about our some of our favorite one-hit wonders. Yay! Now, uh, we only had uh, one or two criteria for this, I can't remember. The biggest criteria is that the band could only have hit with, this one, with one song. <laughs> if they had uh, another song that made the charts... They were disqualified, and that disqualified a lot of good songs that, surprisingly, we thought were one-hit wonders, but then they had a second hit, a little bit more obscure. Right. So it disqualified them from that. Oh, and the other criteria was it had to come from the 80s. Yeah. yeah a lot came out. A whole bunch came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was actually surprised how many of my list were not American bands. Uh... Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of one-hit wonders from American singers and bands, but I think the ones that really stuck with us, ones you'll hear today in movies and and on various soundtracks and stuff, like even some kids will know some of these um, songs. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they they, they are a lot of, uh, you know, uh, English. I found English bands, a lot of English bands, English or Australian bands, right? And, you know, and, and being that there are a lot of these these foreign bands, I'm, I'm sure MTV has such a huge influence on that. You know, the, their look was different than the American bands. And, uh, you know, I always found interesting. Why is it that no matter where they are in the world, uh, when they sing, it's American accent? They lose their accent. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. It's I always wonder about that, too, because a lot of times you... I think it was Olivia Newton-John. I was shocked to hear that she had an accent, you know, because I remember her singing oh, yeah. in Greece. Um, she, what is but, she, Australian? She's Australian, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a few people that you think, like, you know, have a don't that they they lose their British accent. So I don't know, or, or Australian or New Zealand or whatever. But yeah, I don't know what that's about. I don't know why. I, I guess it's just how they enunciate their words and stuff like mm, that. Right. Yeah. Okay. But you know, you brought up MTV and. That's really, uh, you know, MTV started in, what, 1981, I believe? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so the 80s was the decade of, like, true MTV, where it was all music. No, 90s, they probably had their biggest ratings and stuff in the 90s, and that's when they started doing their own shows and right. and not playing music 24 hours a day. But in the 80s, it was, you come home from school, you put on MTV, you watch the, the countdown, and then, you, you, you know, you'd leave MTV on and you could do your homework because it was just music video after music video so i think they they had a huge part on the um the amount of one hit wonders that the 80s pumped out because you had a flashy video or and a catchy tune you were gonna be a hit oh yeah i mean sometimes the video made the song better you know oh yeah absolutely. Uh, but it's interesting you know like you said to come home and put an mtv i remember like watching or listening to mtv hours upon hours you know and i, I remember I, my especially my dad would get pissed off at me yeah. you know from, from that but it's funny how you know they changed the format i mean right now to me it's like mtv that's not even something i even do anymore you know it's no. not even uh 
I don't even do they even play music anymore. It's just mostly like no, they TV stopped stuff. playing music years ago, and they um like I don't think they're music TV anymore. They just MTV. Huh. And I read an article pretty recently saying they're that they're they're really struggling to get numbers. They're averaging like four hundred thousand viewers a month at at that demographic. They like what's it, eighteen to forty nine or whatever. Yeah. So they're well, not doing very well. Unwatchable. Apparently. I mean, well, let's put it this way. If they're doing non-music, like if they're doing like things like sitcoms and stuff, it's like any other channel like NBC or ABC. You're going to pick and choose what you want to watch, and that's right. it. Where MTV, when it was just all music, man, it was it was better than radio, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the funny thing is, you know, they introduced VH1 a few years later, and that was supposed to be for the adults. Right. But, you know, years later, we were watching more and more VH1 and less TV. Because <laughs> they were playing, VH1 was playing all the MTV stuff from like 10 years earlier. Yeah, exactly. So that's when you, that's the, yeah, that was like a hallmark of, of adulthood. It's like, oh, I'm not watching MTV as much anymore. <laughs> but VH1 is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think the, the videos and, and uh, I mean, the 80s was such a, such a visual and, um, uh, there was, you know, it was such a change in regards to the music. That's when synth pop came into play, and I think a few of our choices uh, are rely heavily on that synth pop, the synthesizer. The, dang it, I knew I was gonna mess it up. <laughs> synth, synthesizer or the keyboard, <laughs> key, or the keyboard music. Um, and lots of. And, and I think a lot of these English bands really, that's what they they got it from. Um, you know, that's where they got their fame from. This the synth rock and. Um, the funky hairdos and stuff like that you know there's a there's a there's a there's that famous line in um uh what is that movie oh the wedding singer where he's trying to get on the airplane the guy's got the, the weird haircut he goes do you like flock of seagulls oh yeah goes, that's no, right. no but i see that you do did you ever have anyone's uh, i never had a crazy hairstyle but did you ever have a a fad hairstyle oh no i, I wouldn't say if well nah no um, no, you have the yeah, ball or anything until your heavy metal, your hard rock. No, I, I never grew my hair. Well, no, I did grow my hair long at one point. Actually, I think when I first met you, I had. Uh, it was pretty. It was longish. I had yeah. A ponytail, like a really baby ponytail. Uh, and, I oh. and I and I braided it like a padawan. Before it yeah, was padawan. <laughs> before it was that cool. <laughs> it was cool. Oh no! You know, they call it a rat tail. I think that's what they called it at one point. Oh, I think I remember your rat tail. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, when I when I told my barber to cut it, he had a big smile on his face. He's like, "Yeah, cut that stupid <laughs> thing off," you know. Anyway, um, never did the mullet though, huh? Mm, I I think to a mild degree, you know. I I, I did have longer hair because I remember like, uh, especially when I was in a rock band, The Who, Roger Daltrey had this big old hair thing, and and I knew it grew my hair a little bit longer too. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm just glad I got hair. So yeah, <laughs> stop bragging. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so I mean, you know, we we did a show on our top albums, and obviously, our top albums were not one hit wonders. They were all you know wonderful, enduring bands. But there's something to be said about these songs that they they they're like I said before, they're still familiar now. They're, you'll you'll still hear them on on in movies. You know. Uh, You'll see them in um, um, uh, video games and things like that. Mm -hmm. And and I can't remember the song, but, you know, um, one of my nieces was just humming the song. And it was like one of the songs from the 80s. 
I said to her, like, how do you know this song? And she's like, oh, it's in this movie, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And it was some cartoon movie. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's so funny that you know this. <laughs> oh, my daughter got exposed to ACDC from the Iron Man movies. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and that, you know how that made me happy. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you love our uh, ACDC. Yeah. And Iron Man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's things like that. It's the Disney movies, like the Happy Feet or the, the Sing movie. And right. all these cartoon movies, they're using all this music. So it's, it's, it's like, look, they're one, they're, they're hits for a reason. And it's a shame that they, it, it, it's weird that these bands were able to hit on something for that brief moment, you know, whether it's a few months or a year. Um, and they were never able to really recapture that. Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the better to have, to, uh, was it better to have lost that love than never to have loved at all? You know, I wonder if they feel that way. Like it's better to have that one hit and to never hit again, or you, you know, it's funny. I, you know, doing this list, you know, obviously we're touching upon the eighties. Wouldn't you think there's more of these one-hit wonders happening today than before? It, it seems well, like there are a lot of new songs that come and go. That you know, I'm not really in touch with the newer music. Newer right. music, I think. But it seems that way. It seems like there's more of these, you know, that one song. They're known for the song, but not for the artist anymore. Well, um, I know, I know that nowadays it's because when we were growing up, it was about the album. They, you know, when they put out an album, they wanted to have two or three hits on an album that yeah, would make it a, yeah. a successful album. But now with, with digital music and stuff, you can just have one song and be huge for that. Like, and that's why I think the difference is I don't know for sure there's more one hit wonders, but I think when you get a one hit wonder nowadays, it's it's more popular it's more explosive than it was back then hmm. and i think they're they're so good at, at marketing and getting as much money as they can out of that one hit that they're, they're probably making more money now for a one hit oh, sure. than they were before you know right. so there's not that drive to sell an album anymore i think it's more about just selling singles mm-hmm. that's a yeah. that's a good point yeah mm-hmm. all right you want to get started sure all right you want to go first uh sure Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna start with a song I know you don't like, <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's a song that 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 kind of uh, uh, I, I guess it grew on me. So the name of the song is called "Melt With You" by Modern English. Um, yes, yeah, <laughs> you know what? And I, you know, this song I, I think it grew on me only because I had a friend that really liked that song a lot. And that, that I was like, what the hell is this? Because I wasn't really into the, that kind of music. Because this group, uh, Modern English, I, I, I'm, I, I'm assuming they're like a British band, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that that song it, it grew on me, and it grew and grew, and 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 I remember, <laughs> and I remember trying to impress someone so much, I made it. You, you know, like we talked about '80s gadgets. How about the the answering machine? Remember those things? And yeah. like typically, you would have that. You play. You, I think you'd have. What was it thirty seconds or maybe a minute to to leave a message and stuff? So the the thing back in the day was play music in the background as you would leave your message and stuff, and that was like the cool thing to, you know. And then obviously, I, you were forced to listen to that song, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, well, the funny thing about this song is, it came out in nineteen eighty what. 82 and you and i met in college roughly 10 years later right and i remember i remember calling when you know whenever i call you your answering machine you know sometimes your answering machine would pick up and i'd have to listen to melt with you (laughs) 
before I got to leave the message. And I, <laughs> I literally would hold the phone away from my face. I, <laughs> I, I dislike that song so much. And the fact that 10 years after it was a hit, you were still using it. Oh, that's a worse. funny thing. You know, there's, <laughs> it's, since do, doing the show, I, I did some prep work. I blew my, that blew my mind. I didn't realize that, was, that song came out in 82. You know? Yeah, and that you were using it 10 years later. Yeah, it was probably literally 10 years later I was using that stupid song. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it really, you know, when I think about it, it's like, I think I only, like, really pay attention to that song because of what it meant to me versus the song itself. That you know? Sense. Yeah. Uh, even the album's terrible. Pillow Lips or something like that. <laughs> terrible. Did terrible. you have the album? No. Oh, oh no, you... I take it back. I must have had the album. No, no, I probably did have the album. So, I mean, did you did you like it when it was the one hit wonder in '82? Did you like it when, when you got older? Is that when you started to like it? No, I I liked the song in college. So this is this is like early '90s, the 90s and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and that's probably the first time I heard that song because you know that particular person brought it up to me and stuff. And uh, that's it. The, the album I, I can care less about the whole album. I got the CD, and I must have used it as, as background music for my for my answering machine. Um, and that's about it. But it was just more yeah. of a memory. But uh, yeah, but One Hit Wonder, they had that one song and, and then nothing else after that. Well, I, I, I can't give you a reason why I don't like the song. I can't point to any particular thing. I just hate everything about it. I hate the lyrics. <laughs> I hate the, to- the, 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 the music right. part of it. I, I just don't. The mm, Oh, my God, I hate that. I, oh, I, I, I like that part. And I don't know why it's such a visceral. And we're going to talk about. I'm going to bring up another song. We 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 picked five that we like and one that we don't like. And we'll talk about the don't like toward the end. And uh, I, I have no real good reason. I have no bad memory tied to it or anything. <laughs> I just I just don't like that song, dude. I just don't like it. Uh, I can, but it's a huge look. I'm not. I'm I'm in the majority uh, minority, obviously, because it was a huge hit. And I, I'm still, I'm sure you can still find it today in various places. Oh, it trips me out because, you know, at work, you know, we use satellite radio. Right. And uh, it'll, it'll come up and I'll, I'll hear it and it'll remind me of, you know, that time period in my life. And it's a positive time period. And, uh, yeah, it's like, hey, there's that stupid song. And if not for that one person that I, that I, that I think about, I, fuck this song. Oops. This song oh. would be, be absolutely nothing to me, but, you know, it is. Isolate that. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so All let's right. move along from that because I'm, getting angry. I'm yeah. getting angry thinking about it. Okay, this is a song that came out in 1981, I believe, but I didn't know about it until it was included on an episode of Family Ties when oh. Alex P. Keaton was dancing. I think it was a. Was it a goodbye? I think they had decided to break up and they were dancing one last time or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe. Was it a breakup? It was a breakup, yeah, because right. in, so, in that scene, she walks away from him. Yeah, it was Michael J. Fox was was dancing with his girl. Well, Alex P. Keaton was dancing with his girlfriend, Ellen Reed, who was played by Tracy Pollan, who eventually married Michael J. Fox mm-hmm. in real life. Um, and it was Billy Vera and the Beaters Beavers. at this moment. Oh, Beaters. Is it Beaters? Beaters, yeah, okay, like, you know, Beavers, Beavers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um Called At This Moment. And it's a nice, really slow... A uh, love song, um, but it's it's a song about a, a girl leaving, um, leaving uh, the guy, I guess, or he's leaving her. Someone's leaving somebody. <laughs> um, I should have pulled up the lyrics, but it's uh, you know, what would you think I would say at this moment? Um, as you know, I'm walking as you're walking away with tears in my eyes. It's a really, it was a really, it's one of the first songs I remember 
seeing on TV and being like, oh, what is that song? You know, like, how do I, like, being interested beyond what I saw. And, and that would go on, you know, throughout my whole life and obviously other people because that's pretty much the purpose of what, what Shazam was all about, you know, hearing a song on TV or somewhere and not knowing it. Right. Um, so, you know, Shazam, the app where you, where, where you hold it up to the song and it tells you what it is. Um, so, yeah, it's just a really, really good song. And it's a really, really nice little melody. And and it's kind of sad. And it's like, well, it's did like you know a the sad, song sad from song. the show or because it was on the radio? No, I knew it from the show. Oh, like, okay, I had never gotcha. heard it before. until yeah. and, and the exposure it got on the show is what, what made it a hit. Because, again, it came out in, in 81. Um, and it says it was it hit number 79 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 81. And then in 85, 86 season, Family Tie season, it came out. Right. And it hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Sure. So uh, um, Family Ties was that, you know, we did that um, Back to the Future episode previously. That was the that was the it show. And I would say at that time when when Alex P. Keaton was dating that girl, that was juicy. Yeah, it was a juicy storyline. It was good too because everybody loved Ellen, and then they when they broke up, it was sad. And he, like I, <laughs> he he dated Courtney Cox on the show later, long term, and I hated that. I never I never warmed up to Courtney Cox. <laughs> um, I I I liked Ellen so much. I never warmed up to any other girlfriend he had after that. That was a great show. I don't see it in reruns that much. Um, must see too. We're going to talk about that eventually. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I got a quote. I got a quote here from Michael J. Fox when he was on Rachel Ray show in, in 07 because he did eventually marry the actress that played uh, Ellen Tracy Pollen. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 he says, quote, Tracy, I couldn't get on and on the dance floor anywhere in the world for like 10 years without them playing this song. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they danced to it at their wedding. <laughs> oh, how cute. That was funny. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a good song. It was like probably one of the first. I think like love song, like love songs that I like that I, you know, because I was older now, I was like 13, 14, that I really re- related to in terms of, of, well, I guess at that age, you were more like crushing on a girl or something. Right. But, you know, I had heard love songs before, right? You know, I might have liked them, but I never connected with them, if that makes any sense. Um, was there a special someone with this song for you? Uh, no. No, it was just, uh, just, just the overall. Um, you know, uh, uh, tying it into like trying to making it more personal. One of the first songs that I could make, like, really to me personally, that was a song by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. This stupid song. No, I'm not. It's not a stupid song. It's a good song. But this song, my brother liked this song, and I remember he bought the 45 for this. And that fool must have been in love with somebody, because <laughs> he would play that thing. Over. Remember, like on the record player, you you hit this little lever, it would repeat the song over and over and over again. On the forty-five, yeah. On the forty-five, that my brother had this thing stuck on repeat, and we go over. And I I just remember like liking the song, and after I'm like, oh god, I really, it's, I really don't like this song anymore, because he would play it over and over. So he must have been. You have to ask him. You have to tell him to listen to this episode. And ask him. <laughs> you know, because uh, so, what years was it hit? 85, 86. Oh, yeah. For sure he was in love with somebody. <laughs> for sure he was. It's got to yeah, be. 
Well, if we were fre- well, I was we're, we were probably freshmen that year. So he, well, he's so he was like a junior senior in high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> you, you, if you think hard enough, you probably know which girl too. <laughs> uh, no, I'm thinking about it now. I think I do. <laughs> I didn't like uh, her gotta, either. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta ask him later. You gotta give us an update. Yeah, on you, you know he called into the radio station. I'd like to request a song <laughs> for blah blah blah. You know, at this moment, blah blah blah. He's sitting at the at the radio with the tape recorder ready to press record. <laughs> for the song to come oh up. yeah. <laughs> Making that mixtape. <laughs> Making that mixtape. Yeah. Oh that was fun. Yeah. So yeah, Billy Vera and the Beaters. No, yeah. Good song. Very, mm-hmm. very good song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next song I got, uh, and for the longest time I thought it was sung by somebody else. Uh, Walking on Sunshine. Very happy Ugh. tune. And ugh, there's another one I know you don't like. Anyway, it was sung by Katrina and the Waves, and this was this made it big back in 85. And, uh, and for the longest time, I'm telling you, the longest time, I thought it was sung by the Pretenders. For the longest I mean, time. You know, a lot of people did. Yeah. Oh, no, she re- kinda, really? Yeah, she looked like the lead singer of the Pretenders for a little bit. I guess. Um, I guess. Pat, I forgot her name, but yeah. Oh, Patty... Smith? Smith, maybe? Yeah. Smith, Smith or Smith? Smith? Yeah. And I love the Pretenders, too. I really like them also. And for the longest time, I thought it was her until, until I don't know, what happened. I guess her, it was somebody else. I'm like, oh, what the F? <laughs> but then <laughs> I looked... Song, at, <laughs> go ahead. No, the song was huge on MTV, I remember. I, that's, that might be one of the reasons why I dislike it. I, like, I remember just hearing it all the time and all seeing it on MTV. On that, and, I, and the video wasn't like... A well shot video. It wasn't like a, you know, like they put a lot of money into the video. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I, that might be part of the reason why I was just like, oh, this thing's on again. <laughs> it's a catchy, catchy tune. And yeah, again, it's one of those songs where it, it's just an upbeat thing, makes me happy when I see it. I get no, no emotional connection to this one. Interesting enough, when I, when I was reading the wiki on this one, this was originally written as, as a ballad. Uh, really? Yeah. And then. I don't know what happened. Someone made a decision to, to change that up, and uh, and it became super successful. And then, funny enough, I went on YouTube and I looked up "Walking on Sunshine" ballad, and I found one by the they're called the Gardner Sisters, and they do it like slow. It works. <laughs> oh, that's really? I'll yeah, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, curious to see what it would sound like if it was at a slower pace, and they, it was like, wow, I can see this song going both ways. But yeah, this was super super popular, and and again, I thought it was the Pretenders. And, yeah, that, that's a one-hit wonder. They had nothing else after that. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm watching the video now. I can't even. I, I, I'm so <laughs> just... I can't. Just dance around in the band of building and jump around like a knucklehead. It's funny can't. because the name of the singer, her name is Kimberly Rue, but the right. name of the group is Katrina and the Waves. Yeah, that probably annoyed me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it is. It's a very positive song. and It might, it might have to do with um, the band because... Uh, the Glee cast, or whatever, did a, did a version. They did a mashup with. Oh, they did, yeah. Walking on Sunshine and Halo, and yeah. I love that. I like. I listen to that thing over and over again. <laughs> um, so it might have to do with the singers because this this video is making me angry. Let it go. To be honest with you, I I really, really, really used to dislike the song, and over the years I've softened up a bit. Oh. Okay. Like, I don't cringe anymore. The video's driving me nuts, but the song itself ain't bothering me that much. All right. Uh, yeah, so Katrina and the Waves, and her name's not even Katrina. Right. Makes right. sense. 
<laughs> All right, my next one, Alan. If uh, if if anyone listens to our uh, Weekend Geek, they should know that at least part of the song because we use it when we introduce our um, quickets. Quickets. Ooh. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You always do that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's it takes two by Rob Bass and DJ EZ Rock. Damn. This the intro ro- of this song always freaked me out. Like it, it sounded like uh, like it belongs in like a horror movie. What? Oh, it's like, right uh, it's, it says weird. Rob, like, yeah, yeah. And then it gets into. I think they were just going for some kind of deep voice thing. <laughs> What should I say? Say anything. Just use a deep voice. Right about now. <laughs> something, something, something. Rubbish. DJ. DJ. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is a great song. One of the reasons I, I really liked it. There's a, there's a few reasons. I liked it because of um, uh, it was, I guess, probably the first rap song I memorized like 99% of the words to. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, and there was another thing. Senior year of high school. I was um, a junior year. Well, when a senior, I was the yearbook photography editor. I had to put on a slideshow yeah. uh, to get the people to buy the yearbook. You know, we do a big assembly, and I set it to music. And, and this is one of the songs I set I set the slideshow to. So it was pretty cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I got a nice round of, of applause for the slideshow. Oh, good job. Uh-uh. Yeah, but yeah, and this, it's just a great. It's a great song. It makes everybody dance when you're in the club. I mean, they still play it now. Um, and it, it's easy. The lyrics are really easy. I thought, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a part in the middle there where I always lose it, but it's just a really good, fun song to dance to. See, it starts off like this: right about now, you're about to be possessed, and I think that's what freaked me out. It's like possessed, like you know, the devil's gonna get you and stuff. <laughs> you know, it sounds very creepy. But no, this is a super catchy song. Yeah, and like I said, everybody gets dancing. It was a huge crossover hit. It was one of the safer rap songs you could sing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because this is right on around the. This is kind of in between the, the time between Run DMC and NWA, and uh, you know, stuff got real when NWA came out. <laughs> um, so this is all still about dancing and having a good time. The DJ, you know, tearing up the tearing up the dance floor. Uh, and it's got that. It's. I think it's James Brown, right? That ooh, yeah, ooh. I think that's from a James Brown song. Oh, you're kidding! I, I think the sampling is from a from a James Brown song. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I had no idea. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna have Actually, to listen that, for that now. Uh, I, uh, here he goes. Uh, it samples. All right, I'm trying to hold in the sneeze. I'm sorry. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Oh my god, Carly Rae Jepsen did a, a, a version of it? <laughs> Bless you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah it was... Um, samplings. It Takes Two is covered by American record producer, Canadian singer, Carly J. I gotta look that up after the show. I can't imagine what her version's like. <laughs> the song samples heavily from Lynn Collins' 1972 song, Think About It. And the well-known, yeah, woo sample as well as lyrics sung by Collins. Uh, no, it's not from a. I'm sorry, it's not James Brown. So some Lynn Collins. Think about it. And then the introduction is, is spoken over a sample of "Space Dust" by the Galactic Force Band. Oh. Hmm. So that's from something else. The the doom do do doom. Yeah, that's ah, from gotcha. Uh, the voiceover. So it's a. 
I'm a rock right now. I'm a beast. I can get them. I'm not. Yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> but I'm moving toward the microphone because I get stupid. All right, I'm going to sing this whole thing. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we danced a lot. It uh, This came out in. What's the year, dude? Huh? Uh, uh, oh, here it is. 1988. So it came out right before my sophomore junior year. 89. Yeah, came out right before my junior year, so it was all the rage at all the you know the homecoming and prom and prom junior prom. It's not mm-hmm. huge. And you danced. Did you have a dance move for this uh, song? No. Well, I, you know what's funny is this is when I started to really kind of hone my dancing, and, and I I noticed. Well, I have a very simple approach to dancing, and it's just move with the beat. And if you can find if you can find a beat in any song, then you can move to it. It looks like you're a good dancer. Right. I'm not saying I'm a good. Da- I'm not saying I'm a good dancer. I'm saying it looks like I'm a good dancer. And when you're su- when it looks like you're a good dancer, and you're surrounded by pure bad dancers, you look like a really good dancer. <laughs> I've seen you so, dance. You got some moves. I know because yeah. I was surrounded by really bad dancers. Me, <laughs> <laughs> you, and everybody else in the fraternity. And that's why. I, look, man, you can say what you want about me, but at the fraternity sorority uh, soirees, the girls would would dance with me and Fred and. And sort of other people that, and and really all I did was find the beat. So if you can find the beat and move to the beat, it makes it look like you're a dancer. And this was an easy beat to find. Plus, it helped if you could sing the song because you, you kind of look cool if you knew the lyrics. All right, kids, you hear that? You're, find the yeah, beat. Yeah, you're you're, know you're the like words. the safe. You're like the safe <laughs> urban person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a good one. Yep. Okay, my one. next one. Look at my list, man. That's three in a row. None of these are American bands. This Do is. Do me a favor. Make make um before you go. Make that one we both really like. Make it your last one. Because I think that's the best one that come out of the eighties. The. Okay, I think I you know, know what, what you're I'm talking about. about. Maybe I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. My next one again, not not a non-American band. Uh, th- this group comes out of the UK, I guess. Uh, the song is called True by Spandau Ballet. I never understood that, th- like the names of these freaking groups. Span- I never, I don't know what that means. And uh, it's a simple song. And like, and the funny thing is, the reason why this song is so memorable to me, I remember I was in my parents' room again watching MTV, just just chilling, watching. <laughs> and my mom walks in, and th- there's that 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 sax solo right in the middle of it which i love i like I, I can listen to this song i can just play that sax solo over and over again my mom walks in and goes hey that looks like your brother i'm like what, what? you know and i just remember looking i was like this looks nothing like my brother you know because yeah, yeah look at this looks, it looks like your brother i'm like no and for some reason because of that, when i and my brother did play the sax too every time this stupid song comes in and i hear the sax right immediately my brain says that's the song that reminds mom of, of your brother so, <laughs> so I've, I've been conditioned but no i like this song again it's a nice uh adult contemporary song i love the saxophone uh little solo on this one and this song geez till this day whatever, 2018 whatever you'll hear the song play over and over again you know yeah. um it's a very very popular song but uh again it, it's interesting how these guys can have that they can isolate that song like they, they got the magic for that one one song and then poof they just can't bottle that thing ever again and stuff but this was a remember this being such a huge huge hit uh you know back in the day and stuff i mean back in america it topped out at number four on the billboard top 100 and on don't contemporary was number one yeah so, well it's got a, it's got that 
that really distinctive beginning. It's like it's like the dudes pick out the guitar, and I guess that's a keyboard also. I think so. Well, all yeah. these must have keyboards, some shape or form. But yeah, it sounds like a little very gentle plucking keyboard sound, and it starts with like, <clears throat> that stuff. But uh, yeah, and, and you know, let's not take away from these songs. Like these guys are, uh, you know, these singers are really good singers. Like yeah. these voices are, are really, really good. Like this, that's a smooth man. And he goes so true. This is smooth man. Very smooth. Yeah, it, it's a really good song. It's it's good. Again, it's one of these songs or or, or groups that without MTV. Uh, you know, I mean, the top ones that we've talked about were not from America. We probably would have never heard of these guys and stuff. And uh, you know, even when I when I hear the song, I can see the video in my mind about it too. Uh, and it's 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 super super catchy. But uh, true, I like that song a lot. One hit wonder back in the day, back in '83. And no idea how they got their name. No, it's really is bizarre. Is out a thing? Is that a is that a city or something? Or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's an English band formed in London it's back in 79. Uh, that's about it. And now Ballet. Fix a name, maybe they would have done something different, but they, they went huge with that one. Yeah, I was confused them with, um, not, not the music, but just like who sang what. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll attribute true to, um, uh, Till Tuesday or something like that, you know? And I'll, oh, I'll yeah. Yeah. A similar look. And I'll tribute a Voices Carry to Spandau Ballet or something like that, or Naked Eyes or something. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, they're, they can be kind of interchangeable if you don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But again, this song, true, when it comes on, even if I have it on my, on my iPhone or whatever, I fast forward to three minutes, boom. Get sax solo. Sex And you think about your brother listening to And I think about my brother and trying to figure out what my mom was talking about. You know? So you use True to hear the sax solo to remind you of your brother, and you picture him listening to Billy Vera and the Beaters, <laughs> thinking about some <laughs> some girl from senior year. Well, you know, at that time period, too, it's my, my brother together. was really into, because he had all the albums and stuff, and he was, you know, I like music too, but, you know, a lot of stuff that I like. It was because he liked it, because he he would buy the music and stuff, you know. So right. that's that's how that came. So yeah, true. Band of LA. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, my next song is from an American artist. I don't know if this is a band or the name of the lead singer. I, I can never understand that, but it's Tommy Two Tone, mm-hmm. and it made a lot of people around the country very angry who happened to share this phone number. Um, because he, he he never does state a, a an area code, right? Um, so yes, it's eight six seven five three zero nine Jenny. Right. And Everyone this, knows that phone number. Everybody knows the phone number. Everybody knows the song. It's such an earworm. It's a song you can't get out of your head. Um, it, this is probably you know we're going to talk about ten to twelve songs on this episode. Mm-hmm. This song is probably going to be the one I'll be waking up humming and be like, son of a beastie, why is this <laughs> song in my head? You know. But it's it's so. It's so catchy, you know, even though, even, you know, who would think reciting a phone number in a song would be catchy? But, you know, everybody, everybody can do it. Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Everybody says nine the same way, too. Nine. <laughs> 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 you know. um, yeah, but this thing was so huge. 
And, um, you know, a lot of people confuse Jenny with um, the Rick Springfield song, uh, Jesse's Girl, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, which is not on either of our lists, uh, spoiler alert. Which, well, he's got kept, a couple of songs. He does have a few yeah. songs. Um, that's why. But, yeah, Jenny, I think Jenny was was just ridiculously huge. It was. It came out in 81, which wow. is weird, because I thought it came out later than that. Right. Because I wasn't aware. I was aware of music in 81, but I guess I was. Um, but it, it came out in 81, and it hit... What did it hit on the billboard? It had to hit number one, I'm thinking, right? Number s- four on the top 100. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Huh? <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm curious what beat it that year, though. I don't know. 80... What was it again? 82? 81? Oh, 81. Oh, this is 82. So the song's probably released, like, end of 81. Right. That's not bad, though. Did you call the number? Uh, As a kid, I'm sure I did. (laughs) Um, And I think it was out of service or something at that point. (laughs) Yeah, but you gotta imagine, like, all the... You know, especially as a kid, you don't think about area codes. And plus, like, and now you have to use area codes every time you call. We, you know, we grew up in a time where you didn't have to use area oh, code unless yeah. you're calling far away. Right. Um, so you just pick up the phone and dial 867 and you get the local. At the time, I was living in Jersey City. So if there was someone in Jersey City with that number, they were getting a lot of phone calls. But <laughs> it was probably it was probably like that around the entire country. You know, if you were in Iowa, you called that number. <laughs> you know? So um, I'm sure there had to have been a problem. <laughs> I wonder if that's a phone number that no one can have nowadays because of that song. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, if you move into, you know, if you sign up for service and someone gives you that, are you going to take it? Heck yeah. <laughs> you would? <laughs> Heck yeah. Hey. I don't even answer my phone right mail. now. Who cares? Your voicemail would be, uh, hey, this is Jenny. <laughs> How cool would that be if someone asked, hey, what's your number? And I get to sing it. How cool would that be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess so, maybe. Uh, in 08, the lead singer, Tommy Heath, said on uh, WGN Morning News, which is out of Chicago, that the number was real and it was the number of a girl he knew. As a joke, he wrote it on a bathroom wall in a motel where they were staying. We left about it for years, he said. Really? Wow, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was, but it's such a... See, the thing about all these songs, too, is they're so singable, like... You can't get them out of your head, and you know the lyrics. You know most of the lyrics to most of the songs. And, uh, you know, I had fun researching this because I was listening. You know, it's been a while since I heard these songs, and it was fun listening to these songs and watching the videos again. And this is definitely one that – and all these songs I'm, I'm talking about, I don't know about you, but they're definitely like sing-along songs for me. Like I, I feel like I have to sing them. Like I, I can't even not sing them on the, on the podcast, you know. I feel like <laughs> – but – um. Yeah, Jen- Jenny's just such a great song. I mean, it's another song that I think kids today know, you know. But right, yeah. Um, you name another song by Tommy Two Tone? No. no. Negative. I mean, we didn't even, we didn't even know if it was a guy or the band. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a very good song. That's very a fun song. song. Very very fun song. Okay. <laughs> My next song. Uh, it's a sad song, actually. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, the name of the song is called Voices Carry oh, okay. by the group called Till Tuesday. And uh, it's a sad song because I remember the video distinctly. You know, there's this young lady and uh, 
you, you know, like like I said before, like they had these really interesting looks, but she had like that that uh, what would you call that look? That '80s look. Lots of hairspray, hair up, and she had, oh she had the rat tail too, you know. And like her, I guess the guy she's dating is very conservative, and he's kind of like, you know, what are you doing? Why why are you looking like that? Why can't you just you know be like normal and stuff? Right. And uh, so she kind of eventually submits and everything, and. Um, you know, and then yeah, basically the song at the very, very end they're at, at this opera, I think, and she just she's like, "Shut up! I'm just gonna kind of be me." And she pulls up, she has her hair up, and she has her her rat tail and stuff. But it was a very, I remember that song just being like sad for her, you know, that that this is her life and this is what she was going through, and she couldn't be herself and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, vo- voices carry. Just shut up, you know. Like, you know, be quiet, or else people are going to hear you, you know. And uh, I remember that that being like a big, big thing. Like, off the air, you and I were talking about this other song called uh, Luca, which is another mm-hmm. sad song about this. It was about child abuse, right? About this yes. kid. Yeah, yeah, I remember that being very, very impactful. And this is just another one too, where uh, this person wanted to express herself and. And her significant other didn't like it. You know, when I looked on Wiki, it was this was this one blew my mind too. The song was originally supposed to be written as if it was um, two women having an affair, and uh, the studio said, "No, nah, no, nah, this this song's gonna be good. Um, we need to kind of make it more, I guess, universal, I guess." Um, and so they changed the, the video for like you know a, a, a guy and a woman having a relationship and stuff. But they knew right off the bat that this is gonna be a really good commercial kind of song. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. I wonder. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I always associated the song with like, uh, um, like abuse. Like he was abusing her, like physically abusing her. And In I the video, know. it kind of alludes alludes to that kind of right. like. Almost Maybe. looks like he was like, like, I want to say like raping her to that extent because she's kind of like, "What do you want from me?" And he's like, "I want you just for this," you know. And then he just goes on and, and kind of like manhandles himself upon her and stuff. And yeah, it was very disturbing at the time. But so it's the sad song. Like when you hear it, it's like, "Oh, it's just I." You feel I, I felt felt bad for her that you know this is what's going on. But at the end, like in the video, she's like, "Okay." Screw this! I'm just gonna be me, and it kind of—I guess it ends on happier note. If you watch the video, but it's a good one though. Very, very good. Yeah, and do you know the lead singer is Amy Mann, and she went along the hat. She went, she went and became a really big solo artist. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I have a few Amy Mann songs on my iPod. Um, but yeah, I feel like she married someone famous too. Oh, Michael. She married Michael Penn, maybe. Anyway, but uh, yeah, and she's. I just remember. I remember that video and just thinking how beautiful she was. And um, oh yeah, uh, you know. And and then later, like I never knew who she was growing up. But then later, when I started like like some of Amy Man's music, I was like really shocked to find out. Like oh, she's she's was scary. <laughs> I'm like oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she became really really big. She's still making music nowadays too. Uh, I don't think she, well, we're in our forties. She's probably. Maybe ten years older than us. Maybe because she was young when she was in, until Tuesday. Um, but anyway, nineteen sixty. So yeah, sixty. Yeah, sixty. Yeah. So she. Um, yeah. So there's like you know you we talk about one hit wonders, but she went on to have 
to be kind of known, you know, not with t- till Tuesday, but just on her own. Um, she had some modest hits. Right. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, and that is a really good song. And, and it's funny. That's one of those bands you think is British, and I don't think they are British at all. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, she <laughs> had that look, Flock of Seagulls kind of haircut deal, yeah. kind of spiky up and stuff. But, yeah, she's an American band. I and and it's, it's funny because we talked about how when British people sing, they kind of lose their accent. But in, for me in this song, it kind of sounds, you know, I, I think I thought she might have been English because yeah. <laughs> she almost has a little bit of a British accent. That's singing. right. That's right. <laughs> so, maybe it was part of the plan. All part of the plan. Who knew? Okay. All right. My next song uh, is a song where I don't know what they're saying except for the chorus. But I still love this song. And it's such a seminal hit. It's probably considered, along with Mickey by Tony, Tony Basil, the top two songs, One Hit Wonders of the 80s, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is a song yeah, my niece was singing. And I'm like, how do you know this song? <laughs> and she, but she just knew it. And it's uh, she goes, I love this song, Uncle John. I was like, oh, my God. It's Come On Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners. Right. But the only lyrics I know are to come on, Eileen. Oh, I swear, Eileen. At this moment, you mean everything. And I said, oh, well, you and I drew out my thoughts. I confess we're done dirty. Come on, Eileen. That's the only <laughs> things I know. I don't know the whole. I, yeah, I think I know a little bit of the beginning, but I don't know what's going on in this song. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> There's a lot of toorah-loorah there. You know what's uh, cool about this on MTV? I remember they're all wearing, like, overalls. Yeah. And they are jamming on fiddles, man. They're just like, like banjos and fiddles, yeah. Yeah, right. They're just this jamming on that. There's like a there's like a, 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 a like I don't know, like twenty people or something like that. I just remember a ton of people in the band. Yeah. And I think that's the hallmark of what makes this a great song is as hard as the lyrics are to decipher, everybody tries to sing along to it when it's on. Like if you're ever out at the bar or something at happy hour and this comes on everybody this is one of the songs everybody tries to sing to <laughs> and nobody gets the lyrics right you know except for the, and, and it's one of those things where everybody's like uh, uh, come on and the whole place gets, gets loud because they all know the word come on Eileen. so um yeah it's just a great song my, my brothers used to tease you with it because i grew up with a girl named eileen oh, oh. <laughs> um so yeah they used to tease with it Aww. so for a little there was a period there where i didn't like the song because it reminded me of teasing but I got over that real quick. It's such a good, it's such a good song. And I don't, are they? They're not English. I think they're Irish. It, it think, could be, yeah. I think that's what the, all the Tura Lura Tura Lura is all about. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So come on, Eileen, my Dexy's been. And you're right. They're all in overalls. They're they're playing fiddles and banjos and dancing like crazy people. They are jamming on. You know what? What I like about this song, I like. This song has like this weird tempo change right in the middle, you know. Just kind of everything just kind of like slows down, you know. Like they're basically oh, wait, wait, which part? Uh, come, you know they, they uh, they're basically slowing it down. All of a sudden, it just starts to build back up again towards the very end of the song. They go, come on, Eileen. You know, it really slows down. It goes and da 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 da. It just starts building. And it's up like, come on, Eileen. Yeah, and then then they're jamming on their fiddles. Like, oh yeah, yeah, speeds up. Yeah. Hey, you're right. Yeah, that's <laughs> I remember that part. Yeah, so come on, I mean, I mean that's a huge, huge. Well, let's see, what number did it hit? Came out in '82. Well, it came out in the UK in '82. Um, so it had to come out soon after in the US, right? Here we go. Charts, '82, '83 charts. 
USA. USA. It was number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, number one on Cashbox. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, so it hit number one in 1982, 83. Nice. That's a great song. I mean, that song is huge. Like when I when I think of One Hit Wonders, I think of this and Mickey right away. <laughs> like th- these are my my models of what a One Hit Wonder is. It should be. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it does speed up. You're right. It does, right? Yeah. And then it really explodes towards the end, and you're like, ah, so happy. Yep, you're right. Damn, I want to sing all these songs now. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, my next one. I think it's my my last one. Last one of my luckies. This this song was super popular. Especially on MTV from the video alone. Uh, if I were to tell you, it starts off kind of like kind of like a comic strip. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This song is called "Take on Me" by the group called Aha, and th- this is such a memorable song. I mean, it's again, if you watch the video, it starts off kind of like a comic strip. And you know, doing a little research on this one was pretty interesting. The the singer of the song, uh, the girl in the video, was actually was his girlfriend at the time. And uh, it's it's neat. It starts off like she's kind of like a reading a comic strip, and then the comic strip comes to life, and yes. and then she it, he literally pulls her into the comic strip, which is really neat. And that cafe that she's in is actually a real place. It's called Kim's Cafe in London, and today it's called the Savoy Cafe. Um, so it's a it's a real place. And then she pulls out of the comic strip, and she comes to real life. And then it's just an amazing, amazing video. It's an amazing, amazing song, and. Uh, Man, it, it, it's again. It's one of those groups where, like, man, they they got so lucky with this one. Why didn't they make any more? But um, it's such a great, great, great song. I think they're a Dutch band, right? Uh huh. Or, or they're not English, right? Yeah, they're yeah. They're what? Norwegian. They're Norwegian. I think they they're like they're huge in Norwe- Nor- Norwegia <laughs> in Norway. <laughs> Norway. Uh, um, I think they're huge in uh, Norway, and they had a lot of hit songs there. But it just didn't translate. To U.S. Uh, sales, that hit number one, right? Oh, uh, uh, I, I would let's see, I would guess number one. Yeah, number one in yeah Billboard Top 100. Yeah, in the U.K. number two, Norwegian, Norway number one. <laughs> yeah, lo- lots of super duper awesome song. But again, right. not only is it an awesome song, the video is equally as good. I mean, the video is just astounding. For its day, too, it was astounding. Uh, when when his hand reaches up, his his cartoon hand reaches up, and she grabs it, yeah, her, with her real hand, and he pulls her in. Sure. It it's just a really. It's like, it's like this poppy. Love song, and it's it's like the height of the synthesizer. Um. I don't know. It's such a. It's such a great song. It's like, you know, I, I said, you know, uh, Come On Eileen and Mickey are what I think about when I think about One Hit Wonders. But this, to me, I think is the best One Hit Wonder to come out of the 1980s. Um, just everything about it. You know, the music, the lyrics, the video, obviously. Um, it really, it's a toe tapper. And it's it's one of those songs, this and the one I'm going to talk about next. They're songs that make people think they can hit all the high notes because everybody, <laughs> either they think they can hit them or they don't care. Like, usually people are shy about hitting notes they can't hit. But when yeah. 
when they're singing along with this, they don't care. Everybody, Everybody tries. tries to hit the yeah. notes, and <laughs> no one ever point. makes it. But you're not embarrassed by it, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just an all-around great song, and it's surprising that they never hit again in the U.S. Right. I, they had the look. They had a great song. But, yeah. but nevertheless, they have been immortalized in music today. So. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we talked about how some of these bands may really like Katrina Wave videos. For, you know, she's dancing in an abandoned building. And then you have Aha come out with this, uh, with this stylized. This was new for the time. This was this was new technology and uh, new ways of doing things. And it's like, the video tells a story. You know, they got the bad racers running after him with the monkey wrench. Yeah, rewatching that video, I couldn't understand why they were so mad at him. <laughs> you know, because well, it starts know, up with racers, them racing, right? and then they're just they're like they're coming after him, like they want to kill him. And... I was related to like Speed Racer. Like everybody, everybody wanted. To, not speed racer out of race just because just because so i'm like oh maybe this guy's like speed racer <laughs> <laughs> yeah good but the way they mix the art the, the art and the real life stuff together is really good oh it's amazing i, I, I love, love the, that part where he's trying to break out of the out of the panels of the comic book oh yeah like he's he's, he's finding his way back to her yes and the, when he's, he's pounding on the on the panels he's actually pounding on the on the hallway in in real life and stuff right you know because she knew she had to she had to take the uh, comic book out of the trash and take it home to find out what happens. Yeah, how awesome yeah. is that? And that's how it ends. It ends with him coming coming to the real world, you know, through the panels. He's all sweaty. <laughs> well, she was crying, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a great song. I can listen to that. That's a song I can put on repeat. Right, exactly. And, and like I said, the, the keyboard part. Although it sounds more like a keyboard, but <laughs> great song, good pick, good pick. Okay. All right, my final like um, song that I like. I really, really, and, and this is a song that I liked back in the day, mm-hmm. but. In recent years, as an adult, I've really started to like it. I've, I've, I've really started to appreciate its nuances and right. just how like a feel-good song it is, and um, just how it comes together as a as a as a poppy hit song. Um, and it's "Your Love" by The Outfield. Boom. And it starts with. And then, like I said before, this is another song where people think they can hit the high notes and, and yeah. you can't, but you don't feel bad about it, you know. <laughs> This it's, guy's uh, got some range. I he really you. does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody knows his opening line. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. There's so many things. And this line, everybody loves this line. You know I like my girls a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just, it's just a great, it's a great. So I think they're they're an American band. They're called the Alfield. I, you know, they really leaned into the... Uh, the baseball thing because their album was called play deep <laughs> oh yeah right um but it's got that opening guitar riff the i don't think i'm doing it right but and then the drums <laughs> kick in yeah yeah it's just a really good overall song and this is another one that at the bars at happy hour gets everybody dancing and singing along for the longest time i thought this was rick springfield Oh, really? Well, the beginning sounds like a Springfield song. It, it does, yeah. I mean, even, you know, watching the video, I probably thought it even was Rick Springfield, because they kind of have a similar look, too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
But I don't think Springfield's hitting these notes. No, this this good. Like I said, he's got some range. He is way up there. Yeah. Like the whole song. The, yeah. I mean, if you watch the video, you know, he's probably lip syncing, but it doesn't look like he's struggling to hit these notes at all. <laughs> <laughs> and Maybe that's just talking like, like, hi, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> hi, Josie. <laughs> <laughs> I like when the drums kick. There you go. That's a great song. Yeah, I, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, it's just a, just a great song. I'm like, I'm distracted because I'm, I'm, I'm watching all these videos as, as we talk about each song. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's just, um, yeah, it's timeless, man. All of these ones are timeless. I'd love to see, like, um, I wonder if, like, Spotify or Pandora and these, like, if they keep on track of how many times people listen to certain songs. Oh, I okay, love yeah. the number of so many songs they're getting. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure I, someone's got that data. So this came out in 86, and it only hit number six on Billboard Hot 100. What yeah. number did it hit? Number six. Oh, wow. Oh, that's up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to be a number one. Yeah. You know, even Bruce Springsteen has never had a number one hit. Right. What? Uh, he's never had a number one hit. You're kidding. Never had a song go to number one. Come on. Born in the USA was not? Never hit number one. Really? Number two? Um, I'm sure it's had number twos. Wow. That's surprising. Isn't that that weird? That is very weird. I would think Hungry Heart or something, but no. Yeah. Because that's more of one of his poppy songs. Sure. Wow. Okay. That's that's a fact I didn't know. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it really puts into, you know... It really makes you think about what some of these bands have done, you know. Sure. They're one-hit wonders, the ones that hit number one. Um, let me see. Uh, Springsteen has never had a number one hit single in America or the UK. 1994, Streets of Philadelphia reached number two in the British charts, while Dancing in the Dark hit number two on the Billboard charts in 1984. However, Man for Man's cover of Blinded by the Light reached number one. <laughs> so someone covered one of his songs and they hit number one. <laughs> <laughs> See, Jersey gets no love, man. No love at all. Well, but yeah. I wonder if Bon Jovi had any number ones. Oh, you kidding me? He probably has like a whole string of number ones. Wanted Dead or Alive. Yeah, but did they hit number one? They've. I'd be shocked if if. At least I bet you at least three hit number one. At least three. at least three. It's gotta be more than that too. All right, I'm googling it. Right, you Google. You Google. Bon Jovi official chart history. Here we go. You think you would say what? At least one three. song you think definitely hit number one. Living on prayer wanted. Oh, oh you mean one or the other? Eleven. Uh, well, you can, I'm only going to pick one. Okay, I would say living on a prayer. Mm, I don't think that was big as hit as people think it was. You're kidding. Can I tell you, my 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 nieces and my nephew uh, were up from Florida this summer and they just left, and for some reason they were singing. Live on prayer, but they they were singing. They would say Squidward in a chair. <laughs> they go oh, Squidward in a chair. <laughs> so now I, I was the song came on the radio this morning. I was doing my laundry and I started singing Squidward on a chair. I'm like thumb them. <laughs> Dang it, the <laughs> bitch. That's funny. Squidward. I'm like it's not how that song goes. <laughs> yeah, Billboard Top 100. Living on prayer number one. Boom. Yeah, mine froze for some reason. Wanted dead or. Morning, morning. That's gotta be number one. Too. That hit number one. Uh, let me see. Ninety to eighty-six. 
Want the dead or alive hit? Seven. Ooh, I mean, I could be wrong. Seven? Yeah. What, what about Bad Medicine? Something from, uh... Oh, no, no. Give me a love song. Um... Uh, Bed of Roses? I wanna lay you down on Bed of Roses. Uh, what's one of his love songs? Lay Your Hands on Me? Uh... No, what's his love song? Well, I guess it's... Always, maybe always. Always, yeah. Better roses went to number ten. All right, all right, whatever. Bon Jovi, whatever. He's got yeah, good job, good job, Johnny Boy, all, representing Jersey. <laughs> all right. Okay, so uh, yeah, so those are our top five favorites each, and we picked one not so favorite. Although technically, it seems like I have three because I hated two of Allen's. <laughs> <laughs> um, guy, which 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 one did you choose? I hate this song. It's it's even the name of the band is terrible. The name <laughs> the name of the band is called The Waitresses. All right, the name of the song is I Know What Boys Like. I know what boys oh, like. Don't even. It turns my stomach. This made top 162, and I I swear to you, it seemed like it was on all the time, all the time. Even the video is horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible. That's terrible. 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 Now, are they a one-hit wonder? Because they do have that Christmas song. What song is that? Oh, just look up the waitress's Christmas song. I don't want to. <laughs> F? Yeah, them. it sounds exactly like this one, so I'm sure you all <laughs> like it. Wow, yours active, 70 to 84. Good lord. No, uh, mm, oh, can't find any other songs that they do. You did. You tried looking for singles. The, uh, Here you Christmas go. Song? Christmas wrapping. None of these yeah, that's things. It. Yeah, no, but yeah, but didn't even make the top one hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, they it's play a lot during Christmas. Zilch. Festival. Zilch. Yeah, I, I respect that choice. I know what boys want. Yeah, because they even go, uh, "Boys want me, right?" Or "Boys like me." Something like that. And then they do like that teasing. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I think that that seals the deal <laughs> for me too. Screw them. <laughs> yeah. Come on, that that's way worse than "Melt with You." And it's a bad song. Well, yeah, it's a bad song. It's a bad song. But I, I think "Melt with You" was has interfered in my life more than that song. <laughs> Why? Because every time I called you, I had to hear it, <laughs> and it ruined it for uh, you. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And that's you know you couldn't fast forward to the message. You had to listen to the whole message and wait for the beat. Right. Sucker. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, good choice. Uh, mine was, I really can't stand this song. When looking this up, I, I tried to watch the video, and I almost put my foot through my computer. <laughs> it's uh, Sunglasses at Night by Corey Hart. That's I cannot not stand. a bad song. It's an awful song. It's not bad. It's an awful song. <laughs> what was that? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Sunglasses at Night? Yeah. Only because it started, well, I don't know if it started the trend or it brought attention to the trend of these yuppie a-holes wearing your sunglasses at nighttime. Is I that what the song's that. about? About that? I don't know what it's about, but that's, I think that's what it's, I mean, I noticed people wearing sunglasses at nighttime more after that song came out. <laughs> Let me see if I can I don't find mind that song as, as bad. Can't like it. I can't like it. Yeah. Uh, who's from Canada? That makes a lot of sense. Wait, Corey Hart, he's had more than one song, pop songs, hasn't he? No, Corey Hart? 
Yeah, uh, he had. Oh, what's that song? Fudge. This hit number seven in the USA. Number seven. This is one of those songs that make me make me cry. Uh, Never surrender. Didn't country. he sing that song? Yeah, Never was that a top? Was that a top one hundred? Did he say that? Uh, let me see here. I mean, he's had a, quite a few. So you're saying I can't put him on my list? I'll put it on your list. <laughs> sure, I can pick another one. Uh, yeah. Blinded me with science. I hated. <laughs> That's another cool song. She blinded me with science. Yeah. <laughs> cool song. <laughs> hey, there are a lot of bad songs out there. This is probably why you and I don't go to clubs together. <laughs> probably. Probably. Ugh, sunglasses at night. I wear my Yeah. Uh, so I can watch you weave and breathe your storylines. So I can keep track of the visions in my eyes. While she's deceiving me, it cuts my security. Doesn't even make sense. She's got control. I turn to her and say, don't switch the blade on the guy in shades. Don't mask her eye with the shades. Wait, you're Calls knocking the shades. lyrics? You ever listen to Van Halen lyrics? They don't make any sense at all. Well, you're the one that loves Van Halen. Yeah, they're good. Well, I don't listen uh, to them for the lyrics. I listen. No, nah, you're them a guitar, guitar guy. Stuff. That's why yeah. you love Van Halen. Then <laughs> not a Van Hagar fan. Well, you know, you like Van Hagar too. I like it all. Good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, sunglasses at night. Shh. Ah! Wow. <laughs> okay, that was fun, man. Right. Yeah, man. I like when we do our music episodes. We have to figure out more angles because I yeah. like our episodes. For sure. Tons, tons to do. All right, and we got some uh, gracias is, is to say. Do it. Do it, Isatatuma. Um, and as you know, Alan, gracias is Norwegian for thank you. <laughs> um, we want to say gracias to the people that have favorited us on Anchor uh, in the past week. Uh, so I want to say gracias to... It's coming. All right. Assad Harris. Gracias. Hey there. Seth Bradley. Gracias. Geek Labs Media. Gracias. And I believe that's that's it. So thank you, uh, guys. And um, keep listening. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars. Give us a nice review. More reviews and five stars we get. More exposure iTunes gives us, more exposure iTunes gives us, more listeners you get, more listeners you get, the more we smile. You can find us on Anchor and Instagram at Nerdemy, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube? What? YouTube, Nerdemy <laughs> Podcast. You, you just did a <laughs> you turd. You just you put up a, an unboxing recently, which is pretty cool. Two unboxings. Two unboxings. And uh, yeah. Or email us if you'd like to. Nerdemypodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and you can also find us as long as our other uh, podcasting buddies on www.brothersinarmchairs.com. It's our it's our production website for all our shows. You have the Nerd and Me, the Enter the Nerd Zone, Fat Guys in Low Coats, stuff you don't need to know, and Defender of the Realm. Th- those are pretty good quality shows, I gotta say. They are really good, um, and and there's something for everybody, you know. Of course, Nerd to Me is Us, what we do here with our 
with our um, geek news and our, our, our reflection on the 80s and Enter the Nerd Zone, where they did a lot of Harry Potter and wrestling and um, other pop culture uh, kind of shows. Fat Guys in Little Coats, where we travel, we talk about famous people we've met, uh, we talk about ballparks, there's a little sports show that's on Fat Guys in Little Coats. And you guys, uh, you and Peter are traveling uh, someplace this week. Right, we're going to Pittsburgh for Steel City Con. Boom. Mon- well, Monroeville, actually, 20 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. So if you're listening to us in that area, look for me and Pete. I'll be wearing my Nerd Me shirt. Pete will be wearing his uh, Enter the Nerd Zone shirt. Come talk to us. We'd love to meet the people that listen to us. And, um, yeah. So, and we're going to be doing an episode of Fat Guys in Little Coats, uh, wrapping up our trip after the weekend. Uh, I'm so. telling you, I'm, I'm really excited because you guys come back with some wild stories of all oh, the people you so meet. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, we just get into, like, hijinks. <laughs> it's just, we never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen when you meet some of these people. Like, some of them are really cool, and they'll talk to you, hang out with you. And we had this, we didn't tell the story, but we went once. You know, the show's from Friday to, Friday to Sunday. We went, we for whatever reason, went there on a Thursday. And we met some people from Buffy Vampire. Um, that were, you know, they came a day early too, but they came back to the hotel. They were a little tipsy and they started hanging out with us and talking to us and they were acting like our best buddies. And then for like the rest of the weekend, they, they act like they didn't know us. I was like, dang, that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, all right, I like it. You know, cause uh, the one girl, we were playing cards and they, you know, and they came and asked to play with us and we were playing. And this one girl was like, oh, I'm from Ohio. You're playing this game. I'm like, no, she's like, oh, I'll teach you. I'll teach you after the show tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. She never came around and taught us that. So, uh, but then we have a lot of cool interactions with people. Like Henry Winkler is the best person ever. Oh, that's so, cool. You know. But anyway, you can hear our stories on Fat Guys and Little Coats. Uh, stuff you don't need to know. It's uh, Jay and Diana doing their thing, and uh, Defender of the Realm uh, has to do role playing games, both um, video games and I guess uh, like out of the box games um, that Jay talks about. So all good stuff. There's something for everybody there. Something for everybody. Okay, we're done. Uh, we did our plugs. We did our thank yous. Yeah, I guess we're done. Till next time, Martha. Peace. Your musical evolution has ended. We control the sound. It's time you all got down. We bring you electrophonic. Bong, 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 bong.